our last podcast was in the book of John, where Jesus knew he was facing the cross. And I, I just love verse 27 in John 12, because it really makes Jesus human. He said, my soul is troubled. And then he said, Father, save me from this hour. But for this cause, I came unto this hour, but for this cause came I, glorify not thy name. Then there came a voice from heaven. The voice came not because of me, but for your sake. And then Jesus departed. And in chapter 30, verse 36, which we ended up with last time, Jesus hid himself from those people. You know, he had performed all those miracles. He had told them clearly who he was, and they didn't believe. And so he had done many miracles before them, yet they believed not on him, that the saying of Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled. He said, Lord, who has believed our report and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Therefore, they could not believe because as Isaiah said again, God blinded their eyes and hardened their heart. And I believe that there comes a point in time where God does that. When you've heard and rejected and seen and rejected, God hardens your heart. They can't see with their eyes, they can't understand with their heart, and they can't be converted. That's a terrible thing to say, but I believe it's really true. You just don't play around with God. He reveals himself to you in many, many different ways and through many people, and you just reject it and turn away. And at some point in time, he says, that's it. These things said Isaiah when he saw his glory and spoke of him. Nevertheless, among the chief rulers, also many believed on him. But because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. In verse 43 is a warning to all of us. They loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. And we have to be careful that we care much more about what God thinks of us than what men think of us. Jesus cried and he said, he that believeth on me, believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. He that seeth me, seeth him that sent me. I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. That is so exciting. If you believe in Jesus, you believe in God. If you understand who Jesus is, you know who God is. If any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not, for I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words 
has one that judges him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. You see, you're going to be responsible for what you know. I heard someone say one time, it's almost better if you don't hear if you reject it. Because if you hear and you reject it, you're responsible. I've not spoken of myself, Jesus said in verse 49, but the Father which sent me, he gave me a commandment what I should say and what I should speak. You see, God controlled Jesus Christ. I know that his commandment is life everlasting. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. Chapter 13, the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own, which were in the world, he loved them until the end. I can't imagine knowing what you face, being human and being God. And that's why I love it that he said, Father, if there's any way this can happen, spare me. That makes me know that he was all human. And supper being ended, the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. The time had come. Jesus knowing, remember, it says he knew, and now it says he was knowing. He was all-knowing. He knew everything that was going to happen because he's God. That the Father had given all things into his hands and that he was come from God and going back to God. He got up from supper, laid aside his garments, took a towel, girded himself, poured water in a basin, and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel for wherefore he was girded. He came to Simon Peter. I love Peter. Peter said, Lord, you're just going to wash my feet. And Jesus said, what I do you know not now, but you will know hereafter. And Peter said unto him, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, if I wash thee, but thou hast, if I don't wash thee, you have no part with me. And Simon Peter said, please, not only my feet, but my hands and my head. Jesus said, he that is washed needeth not save to wash his feet, but is clean. Every wit, and you are clean, but not all. Okay, now, what is all that about? That is after you are saved and you walk in this world, your feet get dirty and you have to wash your feet. But you've been cleansed from all your sins. You don't need to wash all over. And that's a picture of 1 John 1, 9. You receive Christ in your life. All your sins are forgiven, but you continue to sin because you have a sin nature. I remember many, many years ago, probably 
40 years ago, there was a doctrine taught that you don't need to confess your sins because you're already forgiven. And when Jesus comes into your life, he forgives you. And you don't need to confess. Well, then my question is, why is 1 John 1, 9 in the Bible? When it says, if you confess your sin, he will forgive you and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. You see, we walk in this world and our feet get dirty because we do sin and we have to be cleansed every day. And then in verse 13, verse 11 of chapter 13 in John, it says, he knew who would betray him. Therefore said he, you are not all clean. So after he washed their feet and then taken his garments and sat down again, he said unto them, do you know what I've done to you? You call me master and Lord, and you say, well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and master, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have spoken unto you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, Listen up. I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. If you know these things, happy are you if you do them. If you know the truth, you'll be happy if you obey it. I speak not of you all. I know whom I have chosen, but that the scripture may be fulfilled. He that eateth bread with me has lifted up his heel against me. In other words, Judas Iscariot, he knew, had been drinking wine with him and taking communion with him, and he's going to be the one to kill him. I'll tell you before it comes that when it is come to pass, you may believe that I am he. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that receiveth, whosoever I send receives me, and he that receives me receives him that sent me. You receive Jesus, and you receive God. You reject Jesus, and you reject God. Don't ever let anybody tell you there's more than one way to God. That is a lie. There is one way, and that way is through God's Son, Jesus Christ. When Jesus had said this, he was troubled in his spirit. And he said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, one of you shall betray me. Can you imagine? They're all sitting there. The disciples and he looks at them and says one of you is going to betray me and I can just see the scene the disciples looked one on another doubting of whom he spoke now there was leaning on Jesus bosom one of the disciples whom Jesus loved Simon Peter Therefore beckoned to him that he should ask who it should be of whom he spoke. He then lying on Jesus' breast said unto him, Lord, who is it? 
that would have been me. <laughs> I would have said, tell me who it is. Jesus answered, he it is to whom I shall give a sap when I have dipped it. He was going to serve communion. And when he dipped the sap, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. And after the sap, Satan entered into him. Then said Jesus, Thou that doest, do quickly. If you're going to do this, get it over with. No man at the table knew for what intent he spoke unto this, unto him. For some of them thought, because Judas had the bag that Jesus had said unto him, buy those things that we have need of against the feast, or that he should give something to the poor. You see, he was the keeper of the money. He then, having received the sop, went immediately out, and it was night. Therefore, when he had gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God be glorified in him, God shall glorify him in himself, and straightway glorify him. And then Jesus spoke to the disciples, and he called them little children. I love that. Yet a little while I'm with you. You will seek me, and as I said unto the Jews, where I go, you cannot come. So now I say to you, a new commandment I give unto you, that you may love one another as I have loved you. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love one to another. So what is the most important thing for all of us? It's how we love each other. And once again, I'll state, never in my 90 years of life have I seen such hate as I see in the world today. But I shouldn't be surprised because so many people have rejected the truth and they have violated the last commandment that Jesus gave. Love one another as much as I have loved you. And how much did he love us? Enough to lay down his life that we might have life. So God bless you and thank you for listening.